On this edition of Facts, Opinions, and Rants, we're going to talk about my least favorite type of Republicans. Yeah, the Lincoln Republicans. How this movement of rich Republicans will destroy the Christian conservative movement. All that and more on Facts, Opinions, and Rants. Don't go away. The Civil War in the GOP has begun. Lincoln Republicans... Pato Republicans versus Trump loyalists with conservative governance and the balance. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Facts, Opinions, and Rants with Stephen D. Mosley. Today, we're going to talk about the Lincoln Republicans. We are going to talk about how they are destroying the conservative movement, but we're also going to talk about what we need to do to change things around. So first off, let's talk about Lincoln Republicans. As you may have seen the story from uh, the New York Post, Lincoln Project co-founder John Weaver exits after sexting young men report. Yeah, are you, you read it right. The Lincoln Project, or as I call them, Lincoln Republicans, they have sexual harassers and pedophiles as the founder of their moral superiority to Donald Trump. That's kind of like Bill Clinton leading a safe work environment seminar or Joe Biden giving a training on professional distance. They are establishment Hippocrat rhinos, Republican in name only, if you're wondering what rhinos stands for. They practice, quote, unquote, cancel culture. And uh, unfortunately, it's just to conservatives who worked for the Trump administration. But hey, you know what? They claim to be conservative. Friends with friends like these, who needs Democrats? They claim to stand for Lincoln on Lincoln's shoes, but supported the guy who was for segregation, the Clinton crime bill, disproportionately put black men in jail, and supported a man who was credibly accused of rape by Tara Reid this past year. Yeah. This isn't about values, friends. It's about hatred of one man, Donald Trump. Why? Because Donald Trump got rid of the good old boys club. He got rid of the establishment of both sides controlling everything. And he got more done in three years than these establishment rhinos have got done in 50. Let's look at it. The criminal justice reform, biggest criminal justice reform bill in our lifetime, undid a lot of the stuff that Joe Biden, who they were supporting, as Republicans, mind you, who they were supporting for president last year. Largest black vote, or I should say largest black male vote and largest black Hispanic vote since the 1960s. Support HBCUs at higher levels than any Republican or Democrat in history. First president to address the March for Life. Supported school choice and labeled it the number one civil rights issue of our time. Women's right in Title IX. President Trump reversed the Obama-era policy that allowed transgender women, which, a.k.a. that's men, by the way, from going into girls' bathrooms, locker rooms, and overnight accommodations and sports. Conservative judges based on a list from conservative groups. No Republicans ever done that. Most of them are scared to put a pro-lifer on there to save their lives. Embassy moved from Jerusalem, uh, moved to Jerusalem as promised, unlike the previous president's. And that's including Republican presidents George Bush, Barack Obama, and, of course, Bill Clinton. The MAGA revolution was about promises made, promises kept. So why are the Lincoln-Pedo Project Republicans against Trump? Answer? Mean tweets and so-called racism and morality. Well, we know that last one's a lie, right? As they support a racist, immoral, senile Joe Biden... Not my words. Those are the words of Kayla Harris, his VP. She's like, yeah, yeah, Joe, I'm not going to call you racist, but when I was a little girl, you stopped me from going to school. Mm-hmm. That's racism. Uh, well, do you believe Tara Reid? Yeah, I believe all survivors. Okay, there's the immoral part. And, well, see now, we just do that in there because, well, if you've watched Joe Biden without his wife being by his side, you don't know where he's going to go and neither do we. So if Lincoln Republicans aren't Republicans, what are they? 
like I said, they're rhinos, Republican in name only. Or as I like to say, they're Democrats with a tax plan. They could care less about any of the issues I mentioned above. And I know I'm doing a lot of tongue-in-cheek here and a lot of ranting, but I want you to think through what I just said. All these real issues I talked about had a real impact on the average voter, people like me and you. Criminal justice reform, a lot more black men out of jail to undo what Joe Biden had done. Largest black and Hispanic vote Republicans have ever gotten was by Donald Trump. Support HBCUs at higher levels than any Republican or Democrat in history. First president to address the March for Life. By the way, of course, as you know, abortion is the number one issue, period. It's the killing of unborn life. The president didn't just put pro-life justices on the bench. He actually addressed pro-life voters. Most presidents are embarrassed, and what they do is they send a representative. Not Donald Trump. He came himself. Same thing with VP Pence. Trump supported school choice and labeled it the number one civil rights issues of our time. It's true. Schools are disproportionate in our country because we don't give parents the money to educate their children until they get to college. And by that point, it's too expensive, and they're further behind. Donald Trump supported it and helped black children get better education through supporting school choice. Title IX, he made sure that women's sports stayed women's sports, which is crucial if you actually want to be in sports as a woman. You don't want to be beat by a man and lose your opportunity to stardom. Conservative judges based on a conservative list. You see that's listening to the voters again? That's Donald Trump. Now you say, well, Stephen, what about the mean tweets? What about all the other stuff? What jerk in Washington isn't doing all the other stuff as well? Because Joe Biden surely wasn't Mike Huckabee, right? All the same things you hate Trump for, Joe Biden has done. So it's not about morality, though it should be. I want to talk more about that when we come back. Don't go away. Before we jump into the fact of the day, I want to say thank you, Trina. Thank you so much for dropping by last week. And it was the highest listened to show of 2021. So if you haven't already heard my uh, 5 and 35 with Petrina Mosley, as she interviews me about five lessons I've learned by 35, please go back and listen to it and listen to all the other podcasts this year. But thank you so much, Sweet Thing, for coming in and being with us. And as a reliable source told me, we need to have you back in more often. So we'll see if we can do that. Well, today's fact of the day is brought to you by the NAACP. And it is the fact of the song Lift Every Voice and Sing, often called the Black National Anthem. I'm going to read a, a, a paragraph about it from their website. But I was... Before I do that, I will say this. I know it's a little long fact today. Just hold on with me. I will say last year when we were talking about replacing National Anthem with the national, the Black National Anthem, I thought it was hilarious when some of my friends, uh, my white friends, were like, uh, is this really a thing? And I'm like, dude, yeah, it's a thing. Didn't you sing this in elementary or middle and high school growing up? And then I realized, no, that, that wasn't them. That was me. Um, but in any event, this is a great part of our history. 
as African American history, Black history is this month, I want to encourage you to go and listen to the song, Lift Every Voice and Sing, the Black National Anthem. It was written by a, it was a poem written by NAACP leader James Weldon Johnson. He was born in 1871 and died in 1938. And then it was set to music by his brother John Johnson in 1899. It was first performed in public in Johnson's hometown of Jacksonville, Florida, as part of a celebration of Lincoln's birthday on February 12, 1900, by a choir of 500 schoolchildren at the segregated Stanton School where James Weldon Johnson served as principal. So, NAACP, thank you for that bit about Lift Every Voice and Sing. And if you have never heard the song and you're like, I don't know if it's replaced the national anthem, the last stanza should be enough to win you over. It says, and I quote, God of our weary years, God of our silent tears, thou who has brought us thus far on the way, thou who has by thy might led us into the light, keep us forever in the path, we pray, lest we lest our feet stray from the places our God where we met thee, lest our hearts drunk with the wine of the world, we forget thee. Shadowed beneath thy hand, may we forever stand true to our God, true to our native land. Friends, go and listen to this part of American history for Black History Month. Lift every voice and sing, known as the Black National Anthem. As always, the facts, opinions, and rants you hear here are totally mine and do not represent the views of the NAACP or Mr. James Weldon Johnson. So please send the positive feedback to them on this song and highlight the uh, hate mail to me. And now let's get back to the podcast. So what will save the Republican Party from the Lincoln quote-unquote Republicans, or as I like to call them, the Pato Republicans? Well, I'll tell you what. It's actually not how the media is setting it up. It's kind of like the media setting up is the Lincoln Republicans, the responsible Republicans, you know, the Mitt Romneys of the world, versus that green lady from, what, Georgia? You know, and the MAGA revolution. It's like, well, actually, you know, those are, uh, it's a false analogy. It's not, hey, get a conspiratorial Trump supporter or Mitt Romney. It's more like, hey, get the average voter that was brought out because of Trump who's upset with how things go in Washington and actually represent their views. The MAGA revolution is about a guy who actually went to Washington and did what he said he was going to do whether it was on um, the First Step Act or whether it was conservative judges or where it was, unlike Barack Obama, unlike Bill Clinton, unlike George W. Bush, moving uh, our embassy to Jerusalem to show we support Israel. You go through all of the promises that Donald Trump made and fulfilled. That's what you look for in a good candidate. Promises made, promises kept. And if we're, you know, as Donald Trump's no longer president of the United States, and there'll be a day when we don't even say Donald Trump's name, which the liberals will love, so they think. But the question becomes, what about the movement? The movement isn't about conspiracy theories. It isn't about the electoral bandits. That's what the left wants you to think. It's really about the average American who finally had a voice in Washington. And that's what scares the Lincoln Republicans. Because they used to pretend to represent our values. They campaign on them. Mitt Romney, John McCain. And then what happens when they get in office? They do the opposite of what they campaigned on. They make their Democrat friends happy. They make their rich Republican friends happy. But the average voter, dissatisfied. And so then it becomes, well, what are you going to do? You're going to vote for a pro-choice Democrat, the socialist Democrat, et cetera? Or are you going to vote for 
Democrat light Mitt Romney. When you only have those two choices, people who believe in voting for lesser two evils, which I don't, will go, well, I guess I'll have to vote for Mitt Romney. But see, people are realizing that's not the thing anymore. You don't have to do that. You can reject that. And that's what we need. We need people to reject Lincoln Republicanism because it destroys everything that we believe in. It, it destroys the belief that candidates go to Washington to actually represent voters, their voters, the voters who voted for them. And their voters don't want you impeaching Donald Trump on this sham impeachment. They didn't want you to talk about the Russia hoax for three years either. But Democrats and those elite in Washington did. So what do they want? What do you want in your candidate? You know, one of the jokes about politicians is, how can you tell when a politician's lying? Their lips are moving. Right? Right? And that's something that we want to get rid of. So what do we look for in candidates and statesmen? Well, we're looking for candidates and statesmen who've consistently voted for life, the right to life, religious liberty, women empowerment through sports, and eradicating sex work and sex trafficking, building a wall to secure our borders, to follow the rule of law in line with God's word. Folks, Roman 13 calls the authorities ministers. We are looking for ministers of God to come to Washington. Cancel culture is the enemy of that because anybody who's a minister of God has a past. Amen or oh me. Everybody who's a minister of God has said a tweet or said a thing that goes against not only cultural norms but also God's word because we're sinners in need of a savior. Christians, real Christians understand that. And we look for these principles, not perfection, but someone's going to stand today on God's principles because as we looked in James multiple times, it's what brings freedom to all, not just Christians, to all. So we're looking for ministers to come to Washington. This is what we're looking for to lead the MAGA coalition, or as I like to call it, well, the MAGA coalition, because it drives the left nuts. But in reality, it's the social conservative revolution. What are we looking for? We need men and women of faith whose faith and works align. James says that you can't just have faith. Faith without works is dead, right? What are we looking for for this revolution? We need men and women who live above reproach. We need men and women who realize that going to Washington is a spiritual battle and are willing to put on the full armor of God daily. Ephesians 6. We need men and women who will contend for the faith and always make a defense for the faith with gentleness and respect. The ideal example of this is Governor Mike Huckabee. I can't think of a better politician who exhibited these things while he was governor, while he was talk show host, and even right now. His daughter, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, is running in uh, Arkansas. And, you know, I believe she's just like her dad. But the MAGA coalition, it's less about Trump and more about promises made, promises kept. That theme of the Trump administration, their action on Christian principles and policies, that's good for all people. That's what we need. You see, Donald Trump... He did promises made, promises kept. But would he line up to the type of man that would bring unity to everyone? No. Nor did he run that way. But he did give a guidepost to what people want. They want results. Friends, if we would put politicians that have these qualities that I mentioned and 
the will of the MAGA revolution to do promises made, promises kept, we would not only get good governance, but because that person would be the leader of our Christian faith, it would bring a revival to our land. I don't know about you, friends, but that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for revival. Let me pray for you. God, thank you so much for my friends. Thank you for this time. I am asking you to speak to their hearts and say, you know what? We do need revival. Let me not be ashamed to put on the gospel of Christ. Let me not be ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God to save the Jews and the Greeks alike. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, friends, we are out of time. So please send me your feedback on today's podcast and please share today's podcast with family, friends, and all within your social media community. Then, if you could, please subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. You can find this podcast each and every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and of course, right here on Anchor.fm, among many other options. Most importantly, friends, put faith over party, faith over everything. And next week, I'll be taking your questions. There'll be a mailbag Monday. If you have any questions, post it to our Facts, Opinions, and Rants Facebook group. Look forward to taking them on next week when I'll see you on Facts, Opinions, and Rants with Stephen D. Mosley.